Welcome to the Capitalize podcast. I'm your host, Craig West, the founder of Capitalize, and I'm going to take you through our digital platform to help you work with business owners to maximize the value of their business and successfully exit. In this episode of Capitalize Insights podcast, I'm joined by an experienced exit planning advisor, Joe, who I'm looking to introduce you to in a moment, but I'm also looking forward to catching up with him soon. He's based in Scottsdale, Arizona, which happens to be the location of the exit planning summit that I'm coming over to speak at in May, and it is a sensational place. So firstly, Joe, welcome and thanks for joining us. Craig, thank you so much for having me, my friend. It's good to be here and I can't wait to see you at EPI Summit. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. And you would have to be in one of the most beautiful places on earth at Scottsdale. This time of year, yeah. There's a lot of folks that would argue with you when we get into into July and August that this is <laughs> not the most beautiful place in the world. But uh, this time of the year, uh, yes, it is paradise for sure. Absolutely. So it might be good, Joe, just give us a little bit of background and intro, sort of your professional background, how you got to the place where you're now a certified exit planning advisor, a bit of history. Sure. I started my financial planning practice back in 1994, and that is still an ongoing entity that we're very busy with. But in 2014, my partner, Diane Thomas, and I got back together, got reconnected after having been together years before, and she'd asked me to work on a case. And the way I like to put it is my strategic planning background that we do with personal financial planning, she had a business that was going to be, that needed some help to put together a succession plan from first to second generation. And there were some other issues that we had to address within that business. And so Diane and I teamed up and when we got done, the results were just way beyond anything that we had ever hoped. And we realized that we were onto something because we both had been looking for a complement from a skill set standpoint to the work that we've been doing ourselves to be able to put together a team that would be able to address this massive concern within our economy, I'm sure with your economy also. Huh. Um, and that is the what's going to happen in the private, small and mid-sized family-owned business market, privately held business market. From there, we heard about this gentleman named Mark Dorman out of Cleveland, Ohio, who I know you recently had on your podcast, yeah, and Mark's yeah, a dear absolutely. friend of mine. And we uh, we flew out to Medina, Ohio, and met with Mark and his team. And we realized very, very quickly that we were completely on the same page, uh, that we were both trying to address some of the same needs in the marketplace. And as you know, Mark had put together a study group known as the Legacy Advisor Network. Mm-hmm. And it was probably about three months later that we launched Legacy Advisors Arizona as we became part of that group and started our operation here in the metropolitan Phoenix slash Scottsdale area. Yeah, fantastic. And we're going to come back to Legacy Advisors because I do want to talk about what you guys are doing there. It's a pretty impressive sort of model and and focus. But in terms of your history, you, you obviously were qualified as a financial advisor, helping people with their wealth and investment and so on. You've now moved almost almost entirely, I think, into exit and succession planning. Correct. So tell us a bit about that. You, you studied, you did some credentials, you did some work in the exit planning space yeah. to get there. The first thing was my broker dealer provided a program through the American College which is a credentialing association here in the U.S., uh-huh. um, called the Certified Family Business Specialist. Oh, yeah. And so the first the first thing, educational piece that I went through was, the, was that credentialing. And 
that only wet my appetite more because I was dealing, when you deal with the personal finances of a business owner, you know firsthand that that business is, depending on what statistics you look at, anywhere from 85 to 95% of that owner's net worth. It's yeah. wrapped up in that business. And as a financial planner, it's difficult to get the business owner to talk about the business itself. They see you as a financial advisor. They see you as a planner, but they don't think of you naturally as being qualified to talk about what's happening within the business. And through my own studies, I, I have my bachelor's degree from Arizona State University. And my focus was in business, specifically the privately held business market. My degree was in real estate finance. So I had a, that finance background there. And um, again, it was the coming together of these two areas of specialty. I didn't mention earlier that my partner, Diane Thomas, comes from the M&A side of the business. Right. And so you had an M&A advisor partnering with a financial advisor. And after finishing the CFBS work through the American College, the next obvious thing for me was to get the CEPA credentialing through the Exit Planning Institute. Right. There's just not enough people serving this marketplace, as you well know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you did the CEPA course, similar course. I don't know if you did it online or face-to-face. Back when I did it in the old days, I'm going to say, uh, in 2011, actually, we did it at the University of Chicago Business School, So, uh, which was great for me. I mean, coming for, over from Australia, spending a week there in Chicago, getting to meet everyone, studying the course, you know, doing all that sort of stuff was fantastic. And of course, that's the first time I really met well, certainly the first time face-to-face met anyone from the Exit Planning Institute, uh, Chris and, you know, Chris Snyder and the gang and, and Peter Chrisman was involved in those days and Sean Hutchison. So I got to know a lot of those people yep. back then. This is well before yep. Teams meetings and Zooms was a thing. You know, if you wanted to meet someone yes, in Chicago, you had to fly to Chicago, right? Now that's just a stupid exactly, idea. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how COVID changed our world, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, it's just really... Fabulous. We, in fact, not only what, what ended up happening with EPI was we were, we entered into COVID here in the US and we weren't quite sure what to do or what was going to happen with land moving forward because everybody was pretty locked down yeah. in most of the states. And, and like it is in, in Australia, you know, from a government standpoint, the states dictated how that lockdown was going to work. Yes. So for us, and to keep it short, I was able to get on the phone with Scott Snyder. Chris's son, the, yep. the now president of EPI, and tell him about our organization as a, as a larger national organization and work out a deal for all of our members to go through the SEPA training. Yeah, fantastic. Because um, as, you, as you well know, there's only a couple of places uh, in the world that you can go through a very specific kind of dialed-in training program in the area of succession, exit, and continuity planning. Yeah, absolutely. And EPI is one of those. Yep. And and I happen to think and believe that it's the best in class for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So let's come back to Lan and talk about Legacy Advisors Network. You talked about Mark Dorman. We've had Mark on the podcast before and had a chat about mm-hmm. sort of how he got to where he got to. But that group's, it's growing very quickly. You've got numbers of advisors joining you. You've got new offices coming on. I'm looking forward to spending yes, a day with all your guys after the Exit Planning Summit. So tell us a little bit more about Legacy and how it's working and sort of what the goal is there. Sure. Mark's original vision for LAN was bringing like-minded individuals together to learn from each other in the arena of working with privately held business owners. And 
when, when we joined, Craig, there was probably about 10 or 11 members of this study group. We're currently at 29 members, and our goal is to have 50. We have an application process that yep. exit advisors are able to walk through with us. Goal is to be at 50 by the end of 2023, and we would like to be at 100 at the end of 2024. And the goal of the organization as a whole nationally is to be the first and only coast-to-coast succession, exit, and continuity planning company in the United States. Something very similar to what you've done in Australia. Yeah, fantastic. It's just a much bigger market, Joe, by a fair yeah, degree. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, a lot, it's a lot bigger. <laughs> but you know, you, in our businesses, Craig, you, you don't hesitate to steal from the great minds in the industry. And, and you know, you very clearly, when I met you last year at the EPI Summit, first of all, I knew we were onto something special with Capitalize with your software. Secondly, I knew that you had already done something that we were in the process of trying to do. And yeah, so fantastic. our relationship with you became ever more important to me. And as I took it back to the rest of our executive team within LAN, uh, it became very, very obvious that we needed to establish a really close relationship with you guys. Yeah, fantastic. And I think that's partly, you know, the, the goals that you and Mark described to me around what you're trying to do and not just the numbers of, you know, we want to get to 50 and 100 advisors. That's great. You know, more the better in my view in this space with anybody. But yes. it's more about the focus and the focus that both you and Mark articulated really clearly was there's a lot of business owners out there in private businesses that need help. And they need help with exit, they need help with succession, they need help with continuity, and they don't really get that at the moment. They get pieces of it from an accountant or a lawyer or a, you know, someone, and a financial advisor or maybe someone else. But that was really what excited me about the land opportunity was to say, this is what we're going to do and we're going to do it at scale for a large number of business owners because we know that makes a big difference. And look, you've already, you know, that was only a year ago that we met, not even, you know, nine, 10 months ago, you've already gone a long way down that path. How's that journey been? I mean, it's been very, very quick, obviously, rapid growth. Yeah, the, the the growth has been rapid, especially in 2022, uh, like you said, from the time that we met last April until until now. What's been great about that experience is we have a lot of really good minds. First of all, even better people and really, really good minds when it comes to putting together something that hasn't, at least in the U.S., has never been built before. Right. And so we have been, there's, there's no manual for doing this. And yeah. so we have been kind of making it up as we go along, working with our strategic partners like Succession Plus, like Capitalize, and building this thing. And I'm very, very happy with where we are so far. We hired an executive director uh, that started at the, at the first of the year to, as I said to her, herd the cats. Yeah. And her name is Catherine Barner. She's absolutely fabulous. And we're putting a lot of things in place. So that makes it very easy for advise, an advisor that wants to get involved in this space to learn very, very quickly. Because as you know, as exit planning advisors, when we enter into a conversation with a business owner, if we're doing our jobs holistically, covering all the bases, there is so much work that needs to be done. Yeah, absolutely. We're basically taking a client through the process of due diligence before they would ever enter into due diligence for a transaction. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a very vulnerable place for a business owner to be because they're having to kind of open up the curtain and let you see everything that's happening within the business, operationally, financially, et cetera. And so the way that we operate our business here is very much like the way Mark does in Medina. We focus on all aspects of it. If it's an area outside of our area of expertise, we bring in a 
a strategic partner in that specializes in that area of need. And we partner together as an advisor team to help the owners to improve the things that we're trying to accomplish. And I, I cannot thank you enough because Capitalize is unlike anything else in the industry. I will be a your biggest cheerleader in the US. <laughs> um, I feel incredibly blessed to have been able to find you. And I don't think the rest of the folks, because I don't think anybody has been uh, hunting you down as much as I have in the last <laughs> year uh, to have these conversations. Having a software tool that you're able to compartmentalize all the different aspects of the process of succession, exit, and continuity planning, and being able to take a 21-step process for implementation of the plan that you come up with the business owner, it's just completely changed the way that we're doing business within land, and it sure, surely has changed the way we're doing business within Legacy Advisors Arizona. Yeah, fantastic. It's a very humbling to hear the feedback, but I'm really interested, you know, certainly you've got a new executive director. If she wants to give me a call, I can tell you over the last 14 years, I've made every mistake you can think of. I can guide her through <laughs> most of them. But it is, yeah, you know, yeah. it is an interesting thing. You've got the same passion as I do. Obviously, there's a lot of people out there that need help. It's a very collaborative space. The software has been a really interesting journey for me. As you know, my background's accounting, consulting, working with business right. owners. I've never been in a software firm. I haven't developed software of my own. I look at the code on the screen and go, that looks beautiful. I've no idea what any of it does, but it all seems like to make matrix, things right? work. Yeah, absolutely. You just don't get it. Yeah. But I've got very good people around me who do get it and who know how it works. So that's sort of been a really good lesson. What I'm seeing though is the ability that that, that platform is now creating for people to do this kind of work at scale, not just one or two advisors. You know, I've got 20 advisors here in Australia and that's a very big business here in Australia. We're by far the largest in our space, but it's a difficult business to run because you've got 20 different people. You use the term herding cats. My people are all over the country. You know, we've got an office that's yep. literally five and a half thousand kilometers away from me here, but they still work with Succession Plus. So I don't get to see those guys face to face a lot. It's really been an interesting journey to sort of use the software to create a collaborative environment. And I think that's an important aspect. And I know you guys are really big on that. I know when I spoke to Mark, that was one of the things as well that he just said, you know, he, you can't possibly be an expert in every area. You've got to have exactly. a, a capability to bring all the experts together. Well, one of the thing, one of the things that I've spent a lot of time talking about within the network, within land, is the need to identify strategic and then resource partners. So for us, with what you and I do on a day-to-day -day basis, if we were thinking about strategic partners, we'd be talking about people like the CBA, uh, the yeah. attorney. We'd be talking about benefits folks, health insurance folks, commercial insurance folks, the rest of the benefits, 401k, all those types of things. And in some cases, you need an expense reduction expert that can go in and help a company to understand where they can save money. I'll go back to the CPA for a minute. There are a lot of CPAs that do exceptional tax work, but are horrible on the financial side. Yeah. And, and if you, you know, if you ask them to audit a set of financials and look for problems, you know, data reporting, I'm sure you've seen the same thing. Data reporting going from the top down within an organization is horribly broken here. When it comes from, in other words, the people on the field, the people that are actually getting the work done, being able to get actionable data and be able to implement that in the field and know mm. that from a pricing standpoint on a job and from a billing standpoint on a job, they understand exactly where they are and they're held accountable to that, right? That isn't something that normally you and I would spend a lot of time talking about, but the process of de-risking a company it's a lot of things. It's making sure that all the right insurances are in place and that the agreements are signed and updated. In the U.S., those are governed by state statute. 
And so yeah. we, we have to make sure that the operating agreement, that the bylaws, et cetera, are in line with state statute. And so you need partners that know what they're doing, that are able to give advice and direction in these areas. And so we, we Diane and I, have, have spent a great deal of time, and we're doing this on a national level also, putting together the strategic partnerships where on a consistent basis we're working together, all that does is add more value to the client engagement. Tell us a little bit about your client engagement model. How do you work with clients? You know, what services do you provide? How do you charge them? What does that model look like for other advisors that are sort of interested in learning about how you work? Sure. You know, and again, this was something that we built as we as we went along, as we experienced it. I can tell you that the first thing that we do is is gather data. Yep. I will set up a series of of online secure folders. We have a, a document that we call uh, an information to perform document. We sign an NDA. We'll use theirs if they're not happy with ours so that they know that everything is going to be kept confidential. And then we ask them for a large list of information. Um, usually that is three to five years of financial statements, tax returns. And we look at everything. We look at AR aging reports, uh, accounts receivable aging yep. reports, yep. accounts payable aging reports. We want to see the cash flow statement in addition to the income statement. And again, from an M&A standpoint, Diane's background, she can see things inside the numbers that the average individual and the average planner is not going to see. She can literally craft a narrative of what's happening in the business by what she sees inside of the financial statements. We will then ask them for the commercial insurance, because if you look at a P&L, commercial insurance is one of the big line items. Yep. Health benefits are one of the big items on that P&L below the line, below the cost of goods sold. And so we spend a lot of time looking at where these expense areas are, because oftentimes that's where the greatest area of risk is going to be. Yep. And what we want to do is uncover, I like to say holes in the moat, uncover yep. areas of risk that we can address so that the business is buttoned up as tight as possible. We will do an analysis of the company. And the new version of that is using the business insights report. We go through, I, I take the time and I go through the questionnaire for the owner and the business readiness pieces of it. And we present our findings. If we truly believe that we're going to be able to be of value to the client, then we will put together an engagement letter. Yep. Uh, the letter of engagement is not a contract. We do not hold our clients to a binding set period of time contract. And we also explained to them that the heavy lifting in the engagement is going to be up front. A lot of work yep. to be done in the first three months. And then as we start setting our priorities, and I go back to the, to the implementation report from Capitalize, as we set our priorities and we know that we're working on the 21 steps that we need to be able to maximize the value within this organization, then um, it, it makes it very, very simple to take that process out on a month-to-month -month basis. We put together meetings, action plans, who's responsible, what's the due date, all those types of things and are meeting continually with our folks. Um, that's usually a nine to 12 month endeavor sure. to get all the heavy, the heavy stuff done. And then we will normally go on to a sort of retainer where we're checking in monthly to make sure that we're on track. Right. Because I'm sure you've seen, we've had clients that have had the best year in the company's history in the year after we complete the bulk of our work. Yes. Then it becomes kind of a, a coaching relationship a coaching and a, and a consultative relationship of making sure that everything stays on track and that the company is able to continue the growth cycle and the growth pattern and the, and the value creation that we started with them. Yeah, perfect. And that can go on indefinitely. We've, we've got yeah. some of those that have been going on now for four to five years. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay. So you're still recruiting advisors, legacies looking to grow. If people are out there, what I'm seeing in the market here and and certainly people I'm speaking to in the States and the United Kingdom as well is advisors that just want to advise. They just want to work with clients. They don't want to worry about the marketing. They don't want to about the finance and the accounting and the, the systems and the HR. They just want to work directly with clients. And it sounds like a little bit like I did several years ago with Succession Plus, creating a forum in legacy to be able to go and do that for people just to walk in and say, I'll look after the clients. You look after the invoicing and the money and the banking and the, the accounts receivable. Right. Are you you're still recruiting firstly? Right. And if you are, how do people get in touch with you? You know, obviously you're fairly fussy about who you're recruiting because I've spoken to a lot of your advisors. They're pretty high caliber people. So you're not recruiting oh, yeah, everybody yeah, and anybody. Yeah. But if people are interested, how do they get in touch? How do they find out more? Well, our website is LegacyAdvisorsAZ.com. Yep. So AZ for Arizona. Arizona, yep. The Legacy Advisors Network is just like it sounds. LegacyAdvisorsNetwork.com. Uh, so we've got a, a website for the group. Eventually, what's going to happen, Craig, is we will have one master website for the for the whole organization. Yep. And then the advisors within the network will be able to copy off of that website and have their own standalone version for them as individuals. Because basically what the Legacy Advisor Networks LLC will end up becoming is a company made up of practitioners that have their own entity, their own sure. company. Yeah. So in like for the in the case of Diane and I, the membership will be held by the Legacy Advisor, Legacy Advisors Arizona. And on the website it will say powered by the Legacy Advisor Network. Yeah. Something perfect. along those lines. So there's still a lot happening. Yes, we're actively looking to recruit. We've got a number of territories within the continental United States that we do not have advisors in. We are not company specific or or uh, looking for people that all are part of the same master organization. It doesn't matter if they are a financial advisor, a CPA, an M&A advisor. We're looking for the acumen to be able to at yeah. least have a conversation about all aspects of the exit planning process and then bring in the experts, bring in the partners that can work on the specific verticals within that process, if that makes sense. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely. So before we wrap up, I've got three quick questions for you. And I don't know if you've been warned about this or not. You may have heard them from Mark, but anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll carry on anyway. So the first one is, what's the number one tip for advisors? Stop worrying about what you don't know. Tell me more about that. That's a great tip. Tell me more about that. Yeah. Stop worrying about what you don't know. We as advisors spend an entire career getting ready to get ready to go and do business. (laughs) People need our help. If we don't know... 100% of everything that we're doing, that's okay. Partner with a senior advisor that has been doing this for a number of years and keep the training wheels on your bike for a while. Yeah. But don't let it stop you from trying to help a business owner. Great advice. That is really good advice. The second one is, what's your favorite business book and why? My favorite, and I've, you and I probably both have read too many to count, but my absolute favorite is Finish Big by Bo Burlingham. I read that book, I cringed at some of the stories and I laughed out loud at some of the stories yeah. because it's basically the from the worst to the best experiences when it comes to making a transition out of our business as business owners. Yeah, so that that is one of many. I think that uh, Chris Snyder is getting ready to roll out Walking to Destiny 2.0. Yes, he is. From yeah. the Exit Planning Institute. That's also a fabulous book. But my favorite that I've enjoyed is, is Bo's book for sure. Yeah, fantastic. And the last one, I'm going to put a bit of pressure on you here. Do you practice what you preach? What's your exit strategy? I'd be a really bad advisor if I didn't, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, 
I, I do that in my in the financial planning world and then in the exit planning world also. We have, Diane and I each have, I have two, Diane has one. You can call them juniors, but they've got all the experience in the world that are already part of our organization. Our lease in, in our current office space is up in October and all five of us, including the support staff and the rest of the support staff will be coming together in one office location. These young men are, I say young, they're in their in their 30s, uh, but both have over a decade of experience uh, and all the credentialing that they need except the SEPA. And uh, we're talking about that right now. And they are the successors to my practice. And the three of those young men together are the successors to Legacy Advisors Arizona. And uh, yeah, if we didn't practice what we preached, I don't think we'd be uh, necessarily the people you want to hire. Yeah, absolutely right. Joe, that's been fascinating. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's been really interesting. Lots of great ideas, lots of good recommendations, and I look forward to catching up again soon, mate. I'm looking forward to seeing my friend. Thank you. I, thank you very much for having me on. I've enjoyed it. Pleasure. Thanks for joining us for the Capitalize podcast. I hope you found it interesting and useful. There's a lot more resources available on our website, which is just www.capitalize.com. And if you're looking for it, it's Capitalize without the E at the end. Feel free to reach out to us if you need any further help. Thanks for joining us.